This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, Episode 16. Let me start by saying it may or may not be less than 100 degrees uh, outdoors. At 10 p.m.? At my location. Uh, Ooh, that's hot. That's a coin flip. Not sure. Wow, presently. That's, presently. that's hot. Oh, it's a cookout. Right. Full blown. I think that uh, goes really well with the extended playoff season going later into the year. I mean, if it's going to be uh, summer all the time, then hey, it's it's synergistic. Yeah. I want to know, are the playoffs starting later this year? And do they plan on going later? And is there extra series being played? Yeah, so with expanded playoffs, uh, I think we're going to go a few extra days. Yeah. It's 12 teams, six from each league instead okay. of the 10 of years past. Okay, two added for this year, possibly more next year. Three division winners are from AL, three division winners from NL, three wildcard teams three from wild AL. Card. Three wildcard! I'm, I'm actually hearing that for the first time. Three wildcard teams from NL. Well, mm. we did cover this in detail on a previous episode of Molly's Baseball. Well, I mean talked about playoffs for sure but just hearing someone say three wild card per side is uh well the first word i think of is egregious <laughs> <laughs> the slow boil definitely works um for example you know we were talking about six months ago the owners wanting 14 teams in the playoffs yeah and isn't it interesting that everyone that i hear talking are like well yeah, it's 12, but at least it's not 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a slow boil, so they'll negotiate for 16 next year, and yeah. we'll get 14. And everyone will be like, oh, well, at least it's not 16. Right. Yeah, that's probably where it will end up at if the same amount of teams are kept in the league. 16 is so nice for, you know, round numbers for each league. You know, mimics the NBA seems like everyone seems to want that. Like a one through eight seed. I don't know. That seems like natural progression to me. It's clean. It's clean. It's like, well, 14, eh, it's kind of messy. Let's just go with 16 and then, then it's clean. So if they did take 16, that would be over. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be over I mean, half over the half. teams, which I think is not okay with anybody. Uh, That's just me. It's okay with the owners. It's okay with a lot of people, I think. Huh. Oh, I guess fans. I was well, maybe going there. A fan could say... I'm afraid of, of like, we're getting down to simple math where someone says, oh, well, I tend to enjoy the playoffs more. Oh, so expanded playoffs are good. So let's get more teams. You know, no one's as excited about baseball in June versus October, but isn't that kind of the point? You got to get through all of it, which builds the anticipation, which makes October that much more exciting is you've worked all the way for it. Hey, I really like ice cream, so I'm just going to have more like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. Because I like it. I like when I eat it. <laughs> it it makes me happy. One time I uh, kind of showed up impromptu at my parents' house, and they were babysitting uh, my niece. And I, I opened the door, and she just happens to be in the hallway. And she looks at me, and she had a lisp at the time. And she goes, Death, and I'm eating ice cream. And it's like 10.30 in the morning. And you look over at my mom. It's like, Grandma. And she goes, well, you know. <laughs> you know, very Grandma-like. Uh, acquiesce. What would you like for breakfast? Ice cream. Okay, you got it. <laughs> so you're saying Grandma is the owners in this metaphor. Mm, 
Um, I that seems right, but it kind of seems like allowing it to happen. It seems like everyone's letting it happen. Yeah, everyone's letting it happen. Doesn't really care about the consequences. Yeah, we've kind of let the guard down. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sixteen. Okay, whatever. What's it now? Twelve. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's all get fat and happy. Isn't that America? Right. Well, grandma wants more of the currency that matters to her, which is, you know, uh, grandchild love. And the owners want more of the currency that they want, which is uh, dollar dollar bills, yo. Yeah, I think they're kind of picking on an easy topic, which is, you know, like all of it, where the temptation is who wants to watch a whole baseball game when you can only watch the highlights? It's all the actual good stuff. But the, the more we ignore that it's all the downtime that makes it, you know, all throughout the year. That's the deal. That is the sport. Okay. I got to say, I was teased with one of the topics and can we just please get to it? There, there's a rumor that we have the 2023 college baseball rules. I can't wait any longer. I did not look it up. I have to know what is going on. As you guys know, uh, baseball season for most human beings is over. Summer is coming to a close. Unless you're a professional player um, or you made the all-star team for your league, you're probably not playing baseball right now. This football season. Football season started today. And NCAA, they finished their World Series uh, a couple of weeks ago last month, and they have announced the rule changes for 2023. I think I'd love to get your reaction on some of these. I bet they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. The first set of rule changes, we'll call them action clock modifications. Oh, oh yeah, the painful title. Yeah. So I know you're not you're not a, <laughs> you're not watching a lot of college baseball. You're not uh, aware of the action clock. Although, no. um, I will try to describe it. Um, so before 2020, uh, the NCAA introduced a 20 second action clock. Wow. Yeah, so they're speeding up the pace of play. If you have runners on base, uh, pitchers had 20 seconds to begin their motion. Okay, or 20 seconds to make a pickoff attempt. Okay. One caveat here was that pitchers could perform unlimited step-offs or fake throws with no penalty Okay. Uh, to reset the 20-second clock, right? So, of course, they use that a lot. Yes. So now we have modified rules for 2023, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Pitchers will be allowed one step off or fake throw per batter, which will reset the action clock. Per batter. So one per batter? You can only do it once yeah. for that one batter? Exactly. Yep. Okay. If a defensive player is granted a timeout, it will also be counted as a step off and burn the pitcher's ability <laughs> to use that for the remainder of the at bat. Oh my God. <laughs> So they close the loophole where the shortstop can be like, hold on, uh, I got to fix my underwear. Time out. Time out. (laughs) Yeah. All I can think at this moment, and I know you've just started, but I'm I'm almost watching the rule book just grow in size, turn from pamphlet to dictionary. Oh, yeah. The rule book has multiple volumes now. Volume one, volume two. It's going large. It's too big to bind. Yes. (laughs) I think that's pretty interesting. That really does keep the pace of play high. And if that's their goal, wow, um, is that more exciting or oh, less it's, exciting? It's working. It's working. The, the, game the is, games are is faster. speeding up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Guy, pace of play, how important is that to you in the game of baseball? Is it, does it interest you? Do you think 
and this is just you, not do you think other people want it to be faster, but is that something that bothers you? You'd like it to be quicker, don't care? Like, what's sort of your take on that? Uh, thanks for the question. I, I I don't mind it at all the way it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the slow deliberateness when the pitcher feels like he or she needs to slow the game down uh, in order to gain control yeah. of the inning and his or her situation. That being said, I do think that sometimes it does take a little too long and I think there should be a penalty after a finite number of seconds. Mm. And it would, yeah, like, I don't think, How many? I mean, How many seconds? Right, let's just say 45. That's the first number that kind of comes off the top. 69. So so you're talking about a a pitcher just, you know, really digging their feet in, scratching their jersey, you know, getting set, stepping off the rubber. Sure. Shaking off 20 signs. Yeah, shaking off tons of signs. Come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't even have that many pitches. I mean, I I like the drama. you like the drama, but there should be like the drama. a body that says, okay, we have to establish a line. You can't just hold the ball for five minutes. Because that's the game we grew up with is, I don't even think, could the umpire even say? Okay. <laughs> let's say a little... There, t- the umpire could always be like, all right, uh, let's, yeah. let's, play, let's ball. play baseball. But play here ball. was the... Let's play baseball. Here was the real regulating factor. Okay. If you held the ball for too long... You just start getting heckled by the other team. Yeah. Hard. Or the fans. Yeah, definitely. And that's going to get in your head. And It took care of itself. You, yeah, exactly. I guess. I mean, how good a pitcher are you when everyone's yelling at you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't say I was ever part of a game that was too slow because the pitcher was uh, remarkably deliberate. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one time I was part of a game that that happened in. But that, I guess that's not really what we're talking about. Well, we're mostly talking about just in general, we have to make the game faster. So we're willing to scrap the drama element or the defense can sort of slow things down to reset. We're kind of ditching that for, in theory, if baseball is ever going to have fans again, it has to speed up. It seems like that's (laughs) kind of consensus. What everyone's saying is basically that if the game doesn't speed up, it'll disappear. It seems to be what people think we're up against. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the TV networks are thinking. Yeah. Okay. Great point. And they're sort of the higher power in all, I know, in all of that, this, aren't they? They got me to say consensus. And it's like, no, it's just <laughs> them. Well, maybe. There are some people who like the fast game. I've talked to people like the quicker game. Yeah. There's definitely fans out there. They're younger. They may have played ball at certain levels where there was a clock already in, in, uh, uh, in high school and yeah. college. Yeah. <gasps> So the thrust of all these changes to the action clock are just, it, we'll get to the rest of them, but you'll see a pattern here. They're closing loopholes. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, no, 20 seconds means 20 seconds. So we've already talked about closing loophole where if a defensive player calls time, then the pitcher can no longer do a fake throw or a step off. Yep. Right. You get one time out of somebody. What's the penalty? Yeah, I'll tell you. We'll get to that. So if uh, I, I love this idea that the shortstop can get a moat in his eye. And if the second baseman gets hit by a bird on the next pitch, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about, you know, closing these loopholes, a pitcher will still be allowed unlimited pickoff attempts during and at bat, but they must deliver the ball to either a base or to home plate every 20 seconds okay right 
Okay. Right. So let me see if I got that right. You can do unlimited pickoff plays as long as it's within the action clock of 20 seconds. As long as you actually throw the ball. As long as you actually throw the ball. But what was the thing you can only do once per batter? Step off. Fake throw or step off. You only get one of those. But if you release the ball, you can do as many as you want. Give them the consequence. I knew what the consequence was. And it's amazing with the capital A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, So good. What are you holding out on me? Yeah, thanks for teasing it. Wait, what am I going to hear? I know. Right. Before we keep going with this, which is great, a little bit about umpire discretion and how important is that? You know, because we were talking about like, where is that line? Is it 45 seconds? Is it 20 seconds? Is it a minute? Right? Like, yeah, I, I feel like the umpire should kind of have that mental clock according yeah. to the whole game, the whole nine innings, right? But how much discretion does he or she have? Well, we don't trust the umpires to count even. So, you know, <laughs> you give them discretion, they'll start playing favorites and one team will claim that other team's getting more favorable treatment. Well, that it was always in their hands. So we need a clock. We need a big number that everyone can see. Mm. God, this is... This is really rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> Shot clock in baseball. Oh, well, it's already been in, in NCAA for a while. Uh, we're just, uh, we've got some some updates, right? So, uh, as it was before, if a pitcher fails to deliver a pitch or a pickoff attempt within the 20-second window, a ball will be added to the count. What? Yeah. Alternatively, yeah. if a there batter is. is unprepared to hit within that 20-second window, a strike will be added to the count. Yes. So you could theoretically strike out by doing nothing. Just by not being ready. You could also walk <laughs> by doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> this is as close to speechless as I've ever been. I mean, it makes sense if you're trying to make the game go faster, but yeah. what happens yeah. when a game yeah. is down to the wire and you've got bases loaded, the pitcher's sweating, he's... Yeah. He, 20.1 seconds. Oh, game's over. Yeah. Game's over. Yeah. yeah. So exciting. You've just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. They've done it again where they've successfully eliminated the thing that you want the most. It's a walk-off walk. <laughs> it's a walk-off action clock <laughs> violation. Action clock, clock violation. Everybody the crowd's going wild. Yeah, tweet that one. The action clock violation. Party on, Garth, I guess. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. All right. Part, yeah. So, so get this. It's less baseball now. It's more. Get this. Oh, yeah. It's the shot clock for baseball. Yeah. Oof. Okay. All right. I think I can continue. Yeah, yeah. So in 2023, at least one action clock must be visible on the field of play. I don't know if it's digital or analog. I, I, I got questions. <laughs> um, and, and then in the next few years, they're uh, they're going to put it in more divisions. If it's analog, that's amazing, actually. I think it should, should tick down to a color-coded set of more and more anxious-looking emojis. That Yeah, I'm into that. I was thinking, what if the lights almost reflected it? Or, or what if the mound glowed? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Or something idea. where at the 20 <laughs> seconds, it's at the darkest i guess and then when it gets down to three two one it's or like home plate almost fireworks could light up right right that's not a bad idea wow for a bad idea it's not a bad idea yeah. <laughs> for a baseball rule change to, yeah. 
to counter a bad idea, yeah, it's okay. Oh, they're going to have light-up bases. They're, they'll have RGB lights in them. They'll be oh, flashing rainbow coming. colors right. when there's a home run. Oh, this is coming, for sure. <laughs> or just a big... Uh, just uh, like throughout like the clock the clock show oh great call just all throughout the coliseum what's it been in he got it off wait no let's go to instant replay and see if he got it off before yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's the 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 coach is challenging oh wait he's out of challenges oh all right so sounds a lot like football. Speaking of making changes to the stadium, uh, uh. the college teams are now going to uh, mandate that there is a fence or a wall in front of the dugout, right? So no, no. This, this avoids you, no. This avoids the problem where you have a guy running for a foul ball and he just like drops into the dugout and hits his head on the bench as well for safety. Uh, can we just move on to the next one? I mean, it's a pretty iconic look. You see the guys in the dugout hanging over that wall. I mean, I almost can't even imagine it not being there. You know, I mean, I, well, when we when we played, we had like a fence in front of us. So I was grateful to have that fence because that meant, you know, you didn't have to necessarily uh, worry about a foul ball hitting you on the dome when you were dipping yeah. in your big league chew. Well, here's what I don't like about it is it doesn't allow for individual places of baseball to just have their own place to play. Hmm. Think about the plays you've seen where the catcher is in a sprint slides as he catches the ball flying into the dugout. Yeah, sweet. I mean, that's pretty iconic. Great play. It's one of the best plays. Never mind that he broke his femur doing it, but he did make the catch. I mean, it is a risky play, but that's also what makes it so spectacular is when it's pulled off. I mean, I don't think you would want to take away, say, like the Derek Jeter play where he jumps into the stands, but it was heroic because there's risk involved. Of all places, the Oakland Coliseum is the la- will be the last stadium now that does not have dugout fencing. And moving to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that'll get yeah. phased out. The hard way. Speaking of the A's. Well, we'll get to that later. All right. I think we can stick to some of these rule changes because this next one's really, really, wow. really going to burst your bubble. I don't have any idea how long this is going to last. So we've got a ban on on-field props. Celebratory props will no longer be allowed outside <laughs> of the dugout. Mm. <laughs> wow. Oh, what is an example of a celebratory prop? Well, I'm glad you asked. So college baseball's <laughs> been receiving a lot of attention, you know, the last few seasons. Um, I didn't know that. We've got a lot of energy coming from the players. You know, these these are younger guys. They still yes. love the game. Uh, they're Youth. not necessarily getting paid. They're there for the love of the game. People like to watch that. Yeah. Something that can be common, right, in these college games is you have these elaborate celebrations that teams do. Right. Okay. Tennessee's got a fur coat they bring out. Uh, you've got a OSU cowboy hat. Now, are these these aren't old traditions at all? This this is all new stuff, right? Well, I don't know how old these traditions are. Like for Virginia Tech's hammer, boy. Yeah, but you cannot oh. bring the hammer out. You cannot wear the hat, and you cannot wear the fur coat. Okay. Uh, you can. Oh, <laughs> can't bring it out of the dugout. I love that they're banning a hat, the cowboy hat. Nope. <laughs> it's a prop. You know, my first reaction to this is like, 
this is a very collegiate thing to do, right? You know, these are boys having fun and isn't, and the fans are loving it. Everyone's loving it. It's like, this is college. This is a college game. Like there's students in the stands. They're coming out. They're having a good time. You know, it kind of reminds me of my college days, kind of going to watch a basketball game at the Gauchaholics. I mean, we had a great time getting out there and players weren't, you know, wearing any like fluffy, like uniforms or whatever, but, um, there definitely was a fun kind of college thing to it. And um, I feel like this is definitely going to, you know, that's going to get watered down big time. Well, let's imagine the opposing dugout all putting on comically large cowboy hats and comically large were number one hand styrofoam covers. And now imagine that these comically large items have LED lights in them and they're all just waving them and hanging out the dugout. I think that's a little more distracting than hey, batter, 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 swing, batter. Yeah, I mean, a manager of the team should never, never allow that for sportsmanship's sake, in my opinion. So I remember this one probably about 20 years ago, but uh, in a football game, Terrell Owens scored a touchdown, and he pulled a Sharpie out of his sock, and then he signed the football. That was his end zone celebration. And media was up right. in arms about it being kind of the prima donna move. You know, you, you pack something in your sock that shouldn't, you know, no one should do that. They, they were pretty upset about it. I remember he was still played for the 49ers. So, hey, scored one for the home team. So it didn't bother me at all. But uh, that's kind of what it reminds me of is, is it kind of that sort of thing? Or are people like bringing banjos on the field and distracting? Like, I just don't even have the slightest clue what, what they're defending against here. <laughs> okay. These guys have the sledgehammer. Someone scores a home run, touches home. He comes back to the dugout. They throw him this sledgehammer. He slams it on the ground and the whole team kind of like goes in motion with him. It's not even that big a deal. Okay. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. They will no longer, they can still celebrate inside the dugout. It doesn't say you can't. It says with the new rule, teams will no longer be able to perform these celebrations outside of the dugout. Okay. You know, offhand without seeing any of them, I'm with you, man. It's, it's a college thing. Let it be. But in terms of LED lights and trying to distract, you know, I think a manager ought to know where the line is in terms of the kids are having fun and this is bad sportsmanship because it's distracting. You know, because hmm. college coaches, say, in basketball wouldn't, if you're on the free throw line, they're not going to have their players waving their hands while the guy's shooting a free throw. You know, that would be bad sportsmanship. I, I would think the same thing would, would cross over yeah. in, in college sports where, you know, a celebration is a celebration, but when it be- becomes bad sportsmanship in terms of, actually distracting you versus, you know, applauding too much. So in this case, people thought that it did cross the line. There are plenty of people out there who thought it was bad sportsmanship. We'll call these potentially volatile situations. Sure. You kind of nail it with the sportsman, unsportsmanlike stuff. It kind of gets a little unsportsmanlike. We've got plenty of wind. We've seen it early in this one as he gets the hammer from the boys down the third baseline. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, um, I have no no issue with that. It seems more like a thing where they could see it getting gnarlier from there, so they want to just shut it down while they can before it crosses lines. But that, to me, seems well within the baseball uh, college level. That's, that's right where you want it to be, you know? Boys celebrating, yeah. 
And and the thing is, if this was big leagues and the Astros did that, then I'd be all for plunking. Like, yeah, go ahead and celebrate in the dugout. <laughs> um, but college, I don't think has to go by the same. It definitely doesn't have to go by the same rules as big leagues because it's not. I mean, they play with metal bats for Christ's sakes. Okay, so your first take, Russ, first take on it when you see the sledgehammer, do you think uh, NCAA made a good decision here? Oh, this is the fun police. Uh, (laughs) Run amok. (laughs) I mean, oh, you guys look like you're having fun. We got to cut that out. (laughs) No more of that. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering what... Are you calling it the volatile thing? Is that a name that you titled it, or is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Because I'm trying to get to the bottom of why do you think they took it away? Do you think it's making the sport look less classy? Yeah. I'm trying to get their motivation. Someone's objecting. The opposing teams are objecting to this. They think it's rubbing it in their face. They think it's unsportsmanlike. Right. Okay. Okay. So probably just a few squads are doing it. They shut it down before all the schools do it, and... (laughs) Then it's just a a clown show. Well, let's be clear. When you hit a home run on your team, even if you're up by seven runs, your team is going to celebrate with you. Yes. Okay. You're going to get fist bumps. Uh, Maybe you'll do the arm bash. Then it gets more elaborate from there. You can still do all that. You just can't have a prop. Yeah. It's it's an understandable one, but I don't think it makes the game more exciting. Oh, no. This is, again... The fun police, uh, fun police have out. pulled over Woo! the fun wagon in a yes. desperate attempt to make the world <laughs> less fun. Also, you know, they can still have the the prop in the dugout. I wonder if they'll start making dugouts bigger for more uh, elaborate <laughs> the the prop shelf for more potentially volatile situations. Yeah, yeah, you have a whole room. Um, I do have an interest in a lot of these rule changes. I find this stuff fascinating. Yeah. It is. You know, I I look at it from the perspective of game theory. When you say things like, well, of course, a manager's not going to let all their guys put flashing neon Uh underwear on and do pelvic thrusts in unison at the opposing team. Of course, there's not a manager's not going to do that. But I look at it from a different perspective. And my perspective is, well, according to game theory, yes, they will do that. Because if it works, then everyone will do it. Right. Until they ban it, until there's Mm -hmm. a rule against it. And that's why I find these rule changes so interesting. The old guard in baseball is continually getting knocked down and everything's up for grabs. Win at all costs. Yeah, I guess Kapler's thing was, that was kind of a big deal. Just sort of the declaration, the announcement. We're not going to sit on any lead. We're going to shove it down your throats. Mm. You got the feeling people were thinking that, but to almost hold a press conference for it. That was the beginning of this season, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. They certainly stopped doing that, didn't they? They stopped winning? <laughs> yeah. They stopped shoving it down proverbial throats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even have comfortable lead to stuff it down anyone's throats. Yeah, some well, they don't have the same team they had last year. I saw that someone had given them a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Well, you this, know. Was, this was yesterday. How many? They can't There's be not that, that many, many games, games left. Back, yeah. So there's like 23 games left. 24 games left okay. in the 2022 regular MLB season. How about those Guardians? Huh? Uh good question. Uh, well, the uh, first place Guardians. Yeah, I hear the. Uh, are they in first? The, yeah, in the AL Central. 
the Guardians are actually uh, squaring up against the Commanders tomorrow, uh, which is exciting. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wrong sport on that one. I'm I'm more of a football team guy. Yeah, I like to cheer for the football team. Renegades versus Commanders is is always a series mm-hmm. I look forward to. Every every baseball season. Yeah, Guardians are leading the uh, AL Central. That's right. They're seventy to sixty-five. So all it takes I is mean, a name change. It's kind of the worst. It's kind of the worst division of baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, Correct. But it's like th- they are winning it. Best of the worst. <laughs> they won five more than they lost. You know, they're playing all right. Yeah. Oh wow! So that's leading the that division. Yeah. Oh man, it's a softy. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about some extreme numbers in the standings. Let's talk about that. Talk. The athletics are now 50 wins and 87 losses. Okay. This is what tanking looks like. Hmm. Have they been accused of that much or is it just, they suck? Well, they did trade away the lion's share of their good players. Lion's share. Um, that's fair. Definitely the stars are all gone, you know. Yeah. And you and I have, you know, speculated that potentially they... They go. They know they're going to Vegas. They go. Yeah. And it just seems like that. I hope we're wrong. I mean, part of me hopes we're wrong, but part of me just, you know, doesn't hope at all. So... Yeah, definitely. I, I would want them to stay, but I... It's hard to imagine an emotional reaction. They're definitely not going to stay. How they have to sit in the shadow of the Giants all the time. Okay. It's such an unenviable position. The way that the market works here in the Bay Area, it's complicated. You know, like San Jose, just south of Oakland, the Giants own it. How is that a thing? You know what I mean? How How do they own it? Like the way that these franchise rules work and with the TV blackouts, it's just... It's almost like they are getting, in many ways, the short end of the stick on some yeah. things. And you have to have a little bit of sympathy there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. that I mean, the fact that the Raiders came back to Oakland and their baseball stadium got significantly worse, it's just a bummer. Bummer for the baseball team. It's, it is a bummer. I think it's too bad. I, I wish they could stay, you know? It seems like the fan base could totally get behind them. Yeah. Basically, aren't the owners just saying... Uh, fan base pay for a downtown stadium? Is it more complicated than that? It's all about the money. And if it's in right. the long term and best interest for the athletics to move to Las Vegas. Yeah. And you just can't even argue gonna, it. Of course gonna, it's They're going to do it. Yeah. So they're going to do it. I've said this before. I don't believe that the citizens of Oakland have any kind of appetite to contribute a billion tax dollars to build a stadium. Like yeah. that's just never okay. going to happen. Yeah. Why should they? It, it'll never fly. Has the property been nailed down in any way where if all of a sudden the citizens said, yes, we'll do it, the property, <laughs> you can watch some, yeah, the downtown that, that property spot. is ready to move? Well, it's not necessarily downtown. It's more, it's sort of over by, it's on the water Yeah, in the shipping lane. Oh, like that. Okay. The Howard Terminal site, there's a lot of talk about it. So there is a lot, there's a, there's a nice little painting that mm-hmm. is like super overused in any broadcast about the A's and you know it's so beautiful and they're talking about how you know they're doing studies oh well will this affect the wind and how's that going to affect the the barge in the bay you know what I mean so a lot of serious work is is being done here so 
you know, this is one thing to look at and go, well, you know, maybe we're wrong. Uh. But if the appetite was there, I mean, there's guys talking about going, hey, we've never been closer. Oh, we've never been closer. Well, mm-hmm. you can walk an inch a day on a trip to the bet. You're never getting there. Okay. Maybe your ancestors. <laughs> yeah. Your future kin. I just, my gut here is it's not happening, but I think we... Yeah, I feel the same way. It would be a really cool place to build a ballpark. I mean, you would see the two bridges like, we definitely are part of the... It, it feels, it would be really cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but... Yeah. Yeah. I want to know more about these new college rules. Oh, right. The new college rules. Well, we have a few more that we... Yeah. There's a few more. Please. I think you'll like these. They're they're pretty simple. Okay. Consensus rules, we'll call them, except for the, the first one here, which is a little different. Okay. So... Coaching appeals must be made in the middle of the respective foul line, not the dirt circle around home plate, right? So if you're going to appeal something, you cannot get up in the dirt and uh, you've got to do it professionally. Hmm. I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, I know. Who cares? So the next one, (laughs) this is more in the theme of consensus. Yeah. Either by conference rule or mutual consent between the two teams a game could be completed with one umpire. Hmm. Umpire shortage? Oh, yeah. Is there an umpire shortage? Well, uh, why would there yeah. that need to even happen? That's what I'm wondering. It's like, well, I guess if there's an umpire injury, if there's an injury to an umpire, one goes down, you know, you can still finish the game with one up, I guess. Maybe they're well, just trying to... Right. And in, in the old rules, the game would just get called. There's got to be four in a regular college game, right? Well, now you can just have one. As long as the teams agree. Three, I believe. Three. This seems weird. Something, something weird must have happened. At least three. Yeah, it sounds like an umpire shortage. Hmm. Can't really make a retirement on calling college games. Seems like there's more to this story. Right. Well, yeah, I'm sure a couple of games just got automatically called because they didn't have enough umpires. But if you were to ask the two teams, they're like, oh, we'll just finish it out with the one guy. It's fine. You know, yeah. we don't care. So another one similar to that, either by conference rule or mutual consent between the two teams, all extra inning, 10th inning of a ninth inning game or eighth inning of a seventh inning doubleheader game would start with a runner on second base. Oh, I wish you could just could have seen my uh, eyes roll back. Yeah. That was the natural reaction. Softball rule <sighs> right there. College baseball. If the okay. two teams agree on it. Okay. Everyone's for it. Just as they agree. Well, you can imagine if you've got a game that's starting super late for whatever reason, maybe they couldn't get the lights to work. Uh, maybe everyone wants the game to end. I don't know. man. Uh, yeah, it could be that. I don't know what to say about these anymore. Maybe the game was delayed by potentially volatile situations, you know. Isn't that crazy, though, guys, that we're never going to see like a 15 or 18 inning game anymore? Isn't that a little bit sad to think that's basically been taken out of baseball? Yeah, because these games don't end. They usually do not end with a base hit. They end with like a exactly fielder's a, choice and a sacrifice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It makes me wonder what is the longest game that has gone since they've implemented this yeah. new rule. Can't be much. And the longest games in 2022 by inning were, well, two games were tied at 13. Cubs-Yankees on June 10th and Rays-Orioles on May 20th. Mm-hmm. Wow. 13 in games still exist. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> now that it's in big leagues and now that it's in college, I would say the trickle down is real and you could just see it getting eliminated from everywhere. That will just become a fact. You guys ready for that? I'm not ready for that. It's just baseball. 
That's just how you play baseball now. Extra innings means something totally different. It means you alter the way the game is played. People got schedules. Yeah, we got to wake up. We got school, school night. <laughs> they got to get to the store and buy that oat milk. Can't plan around this silly game. Ugh. We're invested in your in your baseball dreams, Junior, but only for uh, <laughs> 95 minutes. The allotted time of innings, yes. <laughs> yeah. It takes away the storybook moments, I think. Well, I, I really believe that. I mean, yeah, some of the greatest memories I think that a lot of people have of are of these games that go absolutely deep. And when you get that walk off, it's thrilling. Yeah, because of the the grind. That's the magic. Those bright lights in the middle of the night. You know, you're still there. Yeah. A lot of people are people are dropping like flies. Right. You're still there. I'm with you guys. You know, you see people sleeping in the next section over. I guess the argument used to be, hey, well, if you're a fan, you can just go home, listen to it on the radio. You know, yeah. uh, you don't have to stay. Right. But at the other levels, and let's say maybe you're giving one of the players a ride home, you know, well, you, you need to stay. Oh, I got one for you guys. So you may remember the candlestick pins. If there was an extra inning night game a candlestick, you got one of those orange pins that had frost around it. And it was a badge of honor. You would see people show up to Giants games with, say, 50 pins on their hat, basically saying, I've been doing this for decades. I'm a real fan. I stay till the end. Extra innings. That doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, there's no more candlestick, but do either of you know what I'm talking about with these orange pins with the frost on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frost? Frost. Yeah, it was like it showed the, the Giants logo, but it had frost on it. And that was kind of the joke. Because it was frigidly cold and candlestick when it got late. Yeah, because you toughed it out for an extra inning night game. You risked hypothermia and frostbite. And that, yeah. Bring your blankets. Beautiful stadium. Such a good time. <laughs> I can't say that I've been to an extra inning game of candlestick and got one of those frost. Oh, man. Those frost pens. I, I want one. I'm jealous. I mean, how many do you have? I had a couple. I think you'd recognize it. If you saw a picture of one or one got placed uh, in your hand, you'd say, oh, that's the thing he was talking about. Because the they were prevalent. The yeah, they, they were prevalent, especially when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, I see all those salty guys at the games wearing all kinds of pins on their hats right. and all kinds those of pins are the guys everywhere. I mean, that was really the mark of a professional. The white beards, yeah. yeah. They would have pin day. Uh, they would give pins out on special games. You'd get yeah. a commemorative pin. Oh, and right, yeah, right. People would go uh -huh. all out with these things. They'd have hats that weighed 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. I got a great baseball pin of Anonymous 2. It's great. Anonymous 2? You're rocking a pin still? I, I have a baseball pin of a photo of Anonymous 2 oh, okay. on, on a pin. Yeah, it's great. A's? Yeah. <laughs> that should be the cover image for this episode. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I've got this shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> I look horrible. It's a good picture. It's a happy baseball boy I'm right just there. I'm a kid. Well, I don't know. Corn-fed country boy. I had a real tough coach that year. He kind of broke me. He was real mean to me. A mean little league coach. What's more stupid than that? He's just he's just like always like, ah, now you know why we have you on this team. He said really hurtful shit to me. <laughs> God. He's like, ah, I never should have fucking drafted you. I'm just doing your dad a favor. The dream dasher. Damn, that's cold. Oh, I know. How are you supposed to have, like, I, it got in my head too, you know, and like I had some skill. I could throw strikes, you know, like at that time, but I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't get my mental game together, and that was a big reason An why. An adult belittling a kid? 
Yeah. Mm. But you got a pen out of it. Yeah, I got a pen. I got a pen out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is baseball, for goodness sake. Turn down phone. Woo! Hey, let's all get fat and happy. Isn't that America? No, no, you, no. Yeah, okay, great point. It makes me happy. It would be a really cool place to build a ballpark. Can we just move on to the next one?